This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You are listening to The Arenality on RFM. Kia ora everyone, my name is Arina Aiza and thank you for tuning in on RFM for my podcast, The Arenality. So The Arenality is a platform for women with international backgrounds on their cultural identities, belonging and well-being in Aotearoa. In this episode, we have Jayushka Pratap, a high school student here in New Zealand who is a Fijian Indian born in Aotearoa. Kia ora. Kia ora, Aruna. How are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I've known you a while because mm-hmm. um, you're also a broadcaster here at Otagasis yeah. Radio. Can you tell us more about yeah, your show? Yeah, so I, I just started in late 2019. So I co-host a show called Global Youth NZ and it's um, on Wednesdays 4 to 5pm with a couple other high school students. And yeah, so we just talk about everything, anything, just kind of what's trending, what's current, what affects us as high school students as well. And yeah, that's mm. about it. <laughs> it's on Thursdays, right? It's on Thursdays, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We recently changed, sorry. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, I'm really glad that I could talk to a high school student. You're actually the first high school student that oh, wow. I'm interviewing on Arenality yeah. because a lot of the people I've interviewed are mm-hmm. probably around 18 above yeah, age, like university like age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like mothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yay, I have a <laughs> young people here um, to talk about her perspective about being a, like a cultural woman in New Zealand. Yeah. And you're quite unique. Oh, thank yeah. you. Because <laughs> yeah. you are a Fijian Indian born yeah. in New Zealand. And can you tell us more about what Fijian Indian means? Yeah, okay. So um, basically, um, I think around 1879, uh, the British uh, took some people from India um, and took them as labourers to Fiji. And um, they kind of were... Um, working on sugarcane farms and all kind of farming and agriculture there. And so it was actually kind of not a good story because after Mm. like five years of working, they were like, oh, you can go back now. But obviously they didn't have the means of money to go back to India. So then they just had to stay there. So they were kind of slaves there in Fiji. Um, But yeah, so then from that birthed the you know, Fijian Indian culture. And so my family, I think I'm the, like maybe sixth or seventh generation uh, Fijian Indian, but um, first one in my family to be born here in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the background. So um, we grew up um, a couple of generations, you know, grew up in Fiji and developed our own culture, our own kind of language that's similar to Hindi, which is spoken in India. But um there are definitely differences um, incorporated from, you know, the Fiji Islands and English and yeah. yeah so that's a bit about Fijian Indians. <laughs> so interesting that you yeah. like you come here and tell me about history yeah. about your family. Yeah, yeah, and um, like underst- I, I understand how the difference can be made because um, those people are isolated from the exactly. mainland, right? Yeah. So they make their like, new culture, which is mm-hmm. Fiji and Indian. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I, you know, I, I like to pronounce like Fiji and Indian. No, I'm not Indian solely, but there is the other side to me, and it's it's definitely 
got their own community that's yeah, yeah. different. And it's really worth uh, acknowledging yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And is your whole family here in New Zealand? Um, not my whole family. Actually, a lot of it is like, for example, my grandmother, she has eight siblings, so they're all over the world and we're quite close with them because my dad was the only child. Mm. So they kind of like became my cousins and my aunties, like, you know. And, um, but yeah, my grandma lives with us here in Dunedin. And yeah, most of my family are all over the world and a lot in Fiji as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. And do you get to visit them in Fiji? Um, I used to visit almost every year um, up until about 2015. And that was the last time I'd been because that's when my, uh, my mum's mum passed away in Fiji. Mm. But since then, I haven't been back. But I would really love to. Mm, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. there'll be a travel bubble or something yeah, soon. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, you also have the Hindu religion part of you? Is that something? Yeah, so obviously the culture behind us is Fiji and Indian, but definitely our roots are, um, are the same kind of principles as the, uh, we are Hindu, but um, there are slight variations, but very, very similar to the practices in India that we still, India. yeah, that yeah. we still continue here. And so I go along to like, um, our prayer nights and things like that around Dunedin because there's quite a large, uh, Fijian Indian community. Oh. And also anyone can come who, whoever is Hindu can come along. And, um, yeah, I do, we do go along to prayer nights and, um, celebrations and the like Diwali and things like that. Very big. And yeah, they do mean a lot to me. And I try to, stay as much connected as I can. So, yeah, and so we can sing on the nights and play music and chants and prayers and all kinds of rituals and things. Yeah, Yeah, and what about Hindu culture or Hindu values that you can share to us? So for someone who doesn't even, who might not even know what Hinduism is, what can you share? Um, Definitely value knowledge and value you know, your elders and things like that. And just knowing that, you know, you should always be grateful for the things you have and um, appreciating, um, you know, your basic human things in the world like water and food. And, yeah, that's that's kind of, I don't know, I can't really go into depth, yeah. but that's, that's, and, yeah, just taking part and being grateful and that's, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, part of that is also your way of life being a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell yeah. us more about that? So part of my religion was I don't eat any pork or beef. So for I've never eaten. And then um, slowly I was like, oh, I'm not eating much red meat. So I was like, I don't have to eat lamb either. So I left it about four or five years ago. And then I was like, so this is kind of just cutting down. And then I was like, oh, I don't really need to eat chicken either. And so slowly I just cut all the different types of meat out of my life, fish. And and then um, it's been just over a year now and I decided to go vegan. And um, yeah, it was it was definitely a gradual change and having that, you know, religious background of, you know, we don't eat um, pork and beef definitely helped me, you know, find my way and, and make it more normalized for me to not um, eat meat. And then also I think I'm allergic to dairy or like just oh. maybe lactose, but I haven't been diagnosed, but <laughs> I just noticed I am, it would give me issues if I had it. So I was like, okay, I can cut that yeah, out as well. it's best for you to not have it. Yeah. yeah. And then 
And so, yeah, that's what kind of how I got there. And so, yeah, since then it's been good. And, um, you know, online you can find lots of different recipes and things like that to, um, you know, to cook and to share. And it also helps that um, my family are okay with it. And most days we are vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And my mum is also vegan like me and my brother's vegetarian. So, yeah, I think it just works as a whole family. Yeah, yeah. that supports this yeah. actually. Especially yeah. being like high school age when you are, like your parents are cooking for you or you're helping out. It's a good way, yeah. Mm. And is there a relation for veganism and Hinduism? Yeah, so I th- uh, I think India has like the highest percentage of the population uh, around the world that has um, vegetarians mostly. And um, I get, again, that just ties back in with the religion. If you're extremely like religious, there are a lot of priests and stuff who are who have to be vegetarian if you are a priest. And yeah, that's just again, just respect for animals and respect for all kinds of nature and respect for God's creations. And, and yeah, so that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know specifically, so with beef, so with cows, we um, they're actually one of our our like kind of statues or like symbols of God and so in that case we kind of treat them like like you would your mother you know like a your, sacred being yeah sacred and and your mother is someone who gives you milk so the cow, the milk comes from the cow so we kind of have this thing where you wouldn't you wouldn't eat your mom so you wouldn't eat <laughs> a cow so that's yeah. that's kind of where that comes from so um, yeah and that's really beautiful and mm-hmm. I think it's good for our listeners to learn that as well yeah because um different different religions have different um you know yeah nature and stories yeah and, stories and beliefs yeah importantly so yeah that's obviously one of my reasons and it, people always say to me like oh i could never you know i could never leave <laughs> meat and and i and i think that's the scary thing going from a full-on meat eater to one day just cutting everything uh, out which is really hard so that's why i think i had that gradual kind of um process and obviously for the environment you know veganism has been proved to be um beneficial and obviously for my health as well and mm, yeah so those yeah. are all kind of key aspects mm, yeah. i guess it works for you so that's good yeah um and when you mentioned that um pe- people would say that oh i could never yeah. um because uh, for me, like as a Muslim, yeah. I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. I've I have uh, I had a person saying that. So how do you have fun? Oh. <laughs> You're like I have a personality, <laughs> and I, I would say that. Well, I have fun in other ways. Yeah, not alcohol. Like because I've never drank that. All my life, so I don't know what it what it feels like. Yeah, anyway. what you're missing out. You're yeah. not missing out. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I was missing out. But yeah, uh, but yeah, like for um, yeah, it's funny when people think we well, just assume that you're missing out on something, um, because of culture. You know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Same with um, people tell me like they ask me the really weird questions like, so what if you you know a life and death situation you had to eat. For example, pork, and I was like, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, you know, maybe I, w- I don't know, but that's not the kind of questions I want to be asked at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think like that's just boundaries that yeah, people yeah. have and respect for people for it's, their choices. It's like questioning your belief, like yeah. to what extent do you yeah. want to yeah. to hold on to yeah. your belief? You know, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about something fun. 
You are also passionate about music, dancing yeah. and singing. Yeah. yeah, I've heard you sing before. Um, <laughs> uh, I think they did a live.、Um, Oh, drivers, drivers! I think it was so <laughs>、yeah. good. I recorded them, and、um, yeah, thank you for putting that together. <laughs> yeah, so there's a video on the Orbit Instagram. If you want to see it again? <laughs> I was not ready for the video. I was just focusing on the voice because we hadn't actually like planned planned this. It was kind of just like we talked about it, and then we got to the, and then oh, let's just do it today. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean,、know? you you have a beautiful voice, so Aww, it doesn't matter、you. if you're not prepared anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah,、um, can you tell me more about that passion? Yeah, so、uh, dates back long, long. So when I was five, my mum and dad bought me a ukulele,、ah. and since then I've been playing, and I've just been crazy about ukulele. And a lot of people, you know, it's something that's really easy to do, or like you just do it when you're a child, and it's like it doesn't have a progression after that. Like for like compared to like guitar. People take that quite seriously, but I'm like, I take my ukulele seriously, you know.、Yeah. And、um, so, yeah, I've been in numerous bands over the years, and I've always kind of had that role of being a vocalist,、uh, playing ukulele, and also kind of managing the whole band. And it's something I really love doing.、Um, And so, after I left Kaikoura Valley College, which was、uh, I left in year ten, and I'm currently year twelve at Queens High School, and I. I, since then, I haven't. I didn't have a band because I kind of just、um, did it at KVC. So when I came to Queens, I was like, I need, I need an outlet. You know, I need to keep that going because it's quite important to me, my music and、yeah. singing and all those kind of stuff. So I decided to just, you know,、um, buy some recording equipment.、Ooh. And so through like some competitions I did while I was in my band, I earned some money, and I was like, I'm going to spend it on the passion. You know, I got got it from there, so I'm going to use it、yeah. in that area. And so yeah, I bought some recording equipment. And I haven't used it as much as I would like to, but I definitely have done some things, and it's made me really happy. And yeah, I've just always loved singing and music and dancing as well. So I do a lot of Bollywood dancing、um, for functions like Diwali and things like that. So I love to just tie in that, you know, the arts into my culture because they're quite, you know, related,、yeah. and and it's really.、Um, Lovely way to express yourself, and also get to dress up, and、yeah. I really love all that. So yeah, I think it's beautiful that you're embracing that,、mm -hmm. that part of you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and、um, it's something that a lot of people can kind of relate to if they dance as well, or they love watching it and performance. And yeah, I've always just really enjoyed that aspect of life. Do you have other friends、um, who dance as well?、Um, yeah, I had one uh, friend. Uh, she's actually Kiwi, and so she would always dance with me.、Oh. And it was we just really. She was、uh, she's a hip hop dancer, <laughs> so we would、uh, always pair up and do a performance. And I've done a couple with her over the years. It's always been really fun and teaching someone and choreographing as well together. And yeah. But yeah, I definitely haven't found my like, you know, <laughs> another you know Desi、um, Indian friend who's really passionate about dance as well. <laughs> so I'm yet to find one of those. But、uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, maybe later in life. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about later in life. Yeah. The future. What does the future look for you? Because you're you're in <laughs> high school. I remember being in high school where everything's so fresh, and like、um, it's like a blank canvas, right?、Mm -hmm. Where you can do. Anything, so what? What are you hoping to do in the future? Oh, that's a really tough question.、Um, only because 
I, I've got like some options and I'm kind of in the middle of deciding what kind of way I want to go and the, sometimes I'm like I need more information but the more information I get the more confused I get yeah. you know uh-huh. and um, what I originally kind of set my mind to was architecture Ooh. yeah and so I was part of a girl boss program in Auckland which um, was in conjunction with Fletcher Building and they showed us around you know those kind of um, roles um in a construction industry and architecture and project managing and all those kind of stuff, um, especially because it's a quite male-dominated industry. Mm. And so I think it would be a really cool industry to get into, just anything in that area. And, yeah, I definitely try to find something that appeals to me because I love I love um being outdoors but I don't want to be like full-on like hands-on like I don't know like a builder you know and then I I love like creating but sometimes it's more fun just doing the detail stuff and like engineering or something so yeah I'm kind of a bit confused but currently definitely architecture or project managing is a quantities of and there's so many options yeah, there's so something in that construction side and yeah, yeah that so. is very interesting yeah mm-hmm. and to hear that you say that because it's a male-dominated um field yeah field, yeah and you want to yeah be, you know out there doing it as a female yeah and, and then you know then i can show like next generations like you know turn over and be like oh there are women in this industry and i'm not saying there isn't but definitely like i said male dominated yeah. and and just you know finding that that gender equality and having the balance there mm. because you know why can't women do those things you know yeah. yeah and if you are a person going towards that you are contributing to mm-hmm. the gender equality in those yeah. fields yeah, yeah exactly and it feels good to know that you're doing that you yeah know? for women and so with uh just kind of com- combining like design and um I don't know physics of buildings and things like that it's just you know and I when I you know how people say like what did you want to be when you were growing up but it wasn't a kind of thing I had when I was growing up it was just kind of kind of just developed yeah and I really enjoyed a subject at school called design and visual communication mm-hmm. and through there we use like really cool softwares to design houses and stuff and that's really like fueled my passion for it and yeah just I think also I'm looking to do like something that will be good for the environment like sustainability and looking into that yeah. and, and that yeah. goes with your uh, values yeah. towards the environment you know mm. the world yeah and also uh oh I forgot what else oh yeah so like you know affordable housing for people and things like that because that's definitely an issue in New Zealand you know with um people who are homeless and just the you know house prices rising so like yeah being someone who's part of that team who gets to do stuff like that would be really cool yeah I was gonna ask you like what's your why but it sounds like you already <laughs> mentioned that your the, your why for yeah. wanting to go into that field is you know for the homeless people who don't mm-hmm. who can't afford yeah. uh, affordable housing you yeah. know yeah it's really important for us to know why we're doing something why because that really helps to um, like you know, when yeah. when you say you're confused to know which path to choose, yeah, just learning about your why helps to make it clearer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I think yeah. so. Like just even talking to you right now, I'm saying stuff that's always been in my head, but I haven't said it out loud and realized it. Like, yeah. that, what is my why? And definitely helps you, like as as you said, like steer in a direction, like or like be able to go down a pathway that appeals to you. Yeah. So yeah. How old are you? I'm seventeen. <laughs> I had to I, think about that. Yeah. I wished I was this. Um, 
ambitious and clear Aww. about what I want to do when I was 17. When I was 17, I didn't know what I was yeah. going to do in life. Um, you mentioned something about... Um, uh, like not know that this is not the pathway you thought you would be. What, yeah. what was the thing that you thought you would be? Like, I don't what know. was your impression back then? I I always I thought I would be a teacher. Ah. And and then for a while I was set on doing like something like music based. Huh. But yeah. And I then mean, you thought you were gonna be like a performer or yeah, something. Yeah. And it's I I guess I wouldn't say like oh like my parents said no, but it's kind of just like I think yeah, I don't know if I wanted to do that full time, yeah. but definitely as a hobby, I w- really, really hope to continue yeah. that creative side. But that's why I thought architecture was a way that I could, you know, but still be creative because you're designing things mm. um, as well as you know other sides to it. But yeah, also another thing like you said, like being a representative in in that industry as a woman, but also as a as a brown woman, you know, a woman of color, yeah, yeah. and like you know, I just really want to like acknowledge like my heritage and like you know how what's I always say Fiji and Indian because I'm like that actually there's this other side to me you know and and this is who I am and I want to carry that on and be recognized yeah yeah and another thing I think I was talking to you for the first time we met was how um you know we aren't recognized as Pacific Islanders and I think that's really not good <laughs> because we definitely like I feel like in terms of like education and health sector like there's like a whole you know stuff that could be research of our kind of community compared to like Indians or Fijians we're kind of like hybrid you know yeah <laughs> yeah so that's something that kind of bothers me and, yeah. Especially, and yeah. this has been going on for years I mean, yeah when what, what year did you mention the f- when they came oh, I, I think 1879 there was like three or Hundreds of years ago, yeah. I think it's just um, New Zealand, like um, who haven't yet identified us as Pacific Islanders, because it's been a while, like you said, like hundreds of years years ago. It's not like we just landed there like last year and said, "No, we're this now." (laughs) Yeah. So, like, that would definitely help me in terms of getting like scholarships and things like that for, and just like being recognized as for the struggles that our ancestors went through to, you know, to arrive here, but not willingly as well. Like, you know, they were kind of forced to stay there. And I think one thing that really, um, something that, can be a value of Fijian and it's just like the sense of community that we have like um, especially people who are indigenous to Fiji Fijians they were quite supportive you know and if we look at for example Māori and the Europeans you know that was a whole different kind Mm. of opposite you know but they kind of learned to live in harmony and in peace yeah yeah, I definitely would say Fiji is very multicultural. Yeah, and I really wish I could visit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we only see, because um, because I've traveled a lot of like Asian countries. Yeah. but I haven't been to like that side mm-hmm. of the world, which yeah. I really want to. Because we have um, you know, Fijian Indians, Fijian Muslims, Fijian like Asians, and it's just like love it there you know it's very diverse yeah very diverse and um yeah i think they they worked hard to create a future for us yeah and so that's why i want to carry that story with me and and not let it go and and recognize that yeah i am fijian indian so yeah and there's something about us multicultural women um 
we're not standing as our own. We're standing with our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ancestors who, you know, sacrifice a lot for us. And, you know, that uh, they are one of the reasons why we are living and breathing today. Exactly. Uh, and and um, not for them. I have a story if you want to hear. So yeah. I think my grandmother was telling me her grandfather was quite... Um, so the the British would beat them while they were working on the farm and stuff, Aww. and so on their horses. And so she told me that one time they went to beat um, a woman, or maybe my grandmother. I'm not sure. And so my grandfather said when they went to beat her, they he like grabbed the what the whip, uh-huh. and he grabbed it and pulled the. Um, the British colonizer off his horse. Whoa. So <laughs> I was like, wow. That is yeah. amazing. Your granddad <laughs> yeah. was a hero. Yeah, yeah. great granddad. And yeah, so I feel like those kind of stories. And I've actually always, I'm, I'm still lacking on this. I've always wanted to write down my history or record it in some way because I think it's really special and unique. Yeah. But I'm yet to do that. But it's something I really want to do. And there's a lot of ways to do that. I mean, like writing, visualizing, mm-hmm. or like telling stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something I really want to continue. So, yeah. yeah. So, we're going to wrap up this interview. Yeah. Um, is there any last advice you want to share to the young people out there who um, might be feeling the same way as you are? Definitely just keep your options open. Um, but also, you know, do what you want and always just explore every pathway if you can instead of just shutting one down, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jay. Thank you very much, Rina. Kakite. <laughs> and that is the end of our episode of the Arenality today. I hope you learn a lot about Jayushka, about her. Uh, Fijian Indian roots, uh, her veganism, which relates to uh, the Hindu culture, and her passion for music, dancing, and singing. If anyone would like to contact me, feel free to email aizalarina at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my Instagram at arinaizal. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! You've been listening to The Arenality on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.